Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guests joining us from Australia are Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf. They are the co-creators of the 10 Terrains model and author of the book, Introducing the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, Understand Yourself, Other People, and Our World, which is being embraced and studied by people around the world as a new way to understand themselves more deeply and the shifts that are happening on the planet. After years of research, they're finally bringing their new model to the world to lead the way for a more harmonious future. American-born Alan David Reed is a global thinker and visionary. He is a pioneer in the field of visual reality. Virtual, excuse me, virtual reality in Silicon Valley. He has worked as an architect, builder, planner, and environmental landscape designer. He has extensive experience and training in applied and quantum physics, and all branches of science is a historian, political analyst, and philosopher deeply schooled and studied in divination science and the esoteric Gnostic arts. And he is a master dowser in shamanic intuitive. He has a genius for pattern recognition, problem solving, and seeing truths that others don't see. Australian Tani Wolf is a modern Renaissance woman. She has been a corporate lawyer, Oxford scholar, screenwriter, radio show host, personal development coach, workshop facilitator, high-level writer, inspirational speaker, and public speaking mentor. She is a gifted communicator, storyteller, and linguist, and is highly skilled at understanding human dynamics in all forms. She loves to hold space for deep sharing and growth in others, thrives on laughter and joy, and is a heart opener and inspirational spirit. Together, they are here today to help you discover which terrain of consciousness you are at, and to share how knowing this will enhance your life, Accelerate your personal growth, improve your relationships, help you feel more empowered, and give you greater peace of mind in what is playing out in the world. And boy, do we need that. (laughs) So for more information, you can visit their website, which is www.10terrains.com, and that's 10-T-E-N-terrains.com. So that, I'd like to welcome Ellen David and Tommy to the show. Good day. Yes, Robert. Hi. So nice to be here with you. Hey, Robert. Thanks for having us on your show. Beautiful to be here. It, it is. <laughs> Thank you. It's my pleasure. But just reading the variety, the, the, all the different facets that you two bring to the picture made me tired. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, <laughs> my goodness. Well, it's, it's wonderful because, you know, each of, each of those um, perspectives really help add, you know, to the the complete picture um, of of the ten terrain. So, but um, I, I guess uh, you know, first I want to start with talking about we'll talk about what the ten ter- what a terrain of consciousness is, and then we'll move into talking about the ten terrain. So, um, whomever would like to answer, can you explain to us what a terrain of consciousness is? Well, well. Basically, what we're working with here is the idea that we are inside of a, a universe that is infinite consciousness, and inside of this this infinite consciousness that we're all part of and that we are all one of, we are basically working with ten different uh, filters or ten different terrains of separation from that oneness that we are. So these. Terrains are your relationship to to life, to reality. They form your perceptions. They form your values and your beliefs. And it's really like a colored pair of glasses that that you're wearing that's having you see the world a certain way. So each one of us are sitting in one of these ten terrains, and they're like ten parallel universes. So we are 
each of us looking at the world in a slightly different way. And it's really helpful when you understand how you're seeing the world so that you can see what uh, you're relating to. And others can, you know, you can, other that, you can also then relate to others because you can see how they're seeing the world. And it's kind of like one of the reasons we chose the word terrain specifically to describe this rather than saying worldview or something, because it's actually much deeper than your worldview. If you think about the word terrain, like the terrain of a landscape, certain kinds of terrains like dirt or, you know, different kinds of soil give different kinds of hills and lakes, give rise to different kinds of plants, different kinds of trees, different kinds of you know, things that you see on that landscape. And it's just like a terrain of our consciousness gives rise to different behaviors, different choices, different ways we see the world, different ways we interact with people, different things that resonate with us. So it's actually something very, very deep. It's almost like your operating system. One person's running a Mac, one person's running Windows, and they're trying to talk to each other, but they're actually seeing the world in such a different way. And often we see this play out in a situation where there's some tension, you know, like political issues or family issues or when someone's got an illness and the family members want them to deal with that illness in a very different way than maybe they want to, the underlying differences in their terrain can be clashing. And it's, it's much deeper than someone's personality type or just the way they've been raised. It's really, as Ellen said, kind of like they're in two different parallel universes. Wow. You know, um, it's really... Um it seems ever apparent that, you know, the idea of being in different universes. I mean, it, you know, this particular year has been one of those cases where, um, you know, for many folks, you know, you know, it, it's playing out as, as something just, you know, that just boggles the mind, you know, in, in many ways. And, and so, and, and I'm wondering, do you feel that, um, the the next I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about kind of um, you know a, a collective kind of um, a, approach or, or view. But do you feel that the the particular COVID that we're going through right now has um, accentuated the um, you know when you have the the, the ten different um, terrains? Do you feel that the the virus has kind of accentuated the differences? In, in how the terrains view circumstances, the current circumstances? Well, yes, they've, they've certainly heightened uh, the reaction. Uh, if you go to our web, or excuse me, go to our YouTube channel, 10 Terrains, we've done a series of, on the COVID uh, crisis. And what we have looked at is how each of the terrains is reacting to this uh, pandemic. And what you're finding is that each one of these terrains has a, a need to feel safe, but from a different place. And so when you've got a group of people and a family put together in a home locked down, these, these differences are when, that's when it becomes apparent because you could have different um, needs to feel safe. And so people are arguing with each other, well, we need to do this or we don't need to do that. And, and so these, these differences are given rise to under these you know, pressure cooker situations. And that's when the terrains really show themselves is when you're in a situation of, of crisis or clash or conflict. And, and understanding this really helps to make everybody basically come back to peace and to settle down once they understand how they're needing, you know, each person needs to feel and then how the others are feeling. And so they can have compassion for each other and, and really help support each other rather than trying to argue that they should change and, and see things the way you're seeing things. And that's where all the problems tend to come in. And also, you know, each terrain does respond very differently to a crisis. And each terrain has different things that will trigger the person or cause them to feel unsafe, cause them to feel agitated. And, and people at different terrains each have different kinds of lessons that they're here to learn. So when there's a crisis happening globally, so many people are being triggered right now, but they're all being triggered in slightly different ways depending where they're at in their terrain journey. So the terrains are actually our spiritual evolutionary journey. We can actually shift from one terrain to the next as we grow and expand. So depending at what point you're at on that journey, 
you're going to be really learning different things at that point in your spiritual awakening. And so different things are going to be triggered for you by this crisis that might be triggered for the next person sitting next to you who's at a different terrain, who has different lessons to learn at this point in their journey. So different things are being shaken up in them at this moment. But the one thing we all have in common is that whatever terrain we're at, we're all being shaken up at the moment. And we're all being triggered. It's just, it's just landing with people and hitting people in different ways. So it's actually a really interesting series to watch on YouTube. We're actually quite proud of it because we did it a separate video on each terrain and really talked about how people at that terrain are being triggered by this lockdown situation, what's coming up for them, what their fears are. The fears are very different for each person depending on which terrain they're at and the way they're responding is very different. So it's a really good thing to understand, yeah. especially if you're locked in house with someone who's at a different terrain to you. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, and, and, you know, as you were talking about um, being on the journey and, and shifting terrain, I mean, it was it, it was a perfect visual of, of someone just on a journey. And, and as you walk, I mean, you know, you can go from the plains to the mountains to the sea. I mean, there's just so many, you know, different types of trains that you can see along that journey and, and of course, the people you meet. Um, now, there, there's, your, your book is about 10 terrains, the 10 terrain model. So can you tell us um, a little bit about um, the – uh, the model, you know, and, and I guess would it be beneficial to kind of just mention the ten, the ten terrains with just a a line or two of a, a just you know a descriptor of each so that uh, listeners can number one get an idea of what they are and maybe just quickly identify with you know one or you know something that resonates with them. Great. Well, let me just first answer your question about the the context of the model. Basically, what we're looking at here is an idea that we are all at one indivisible infinite consciousness. The entire universe and every atom and subatomic particle in it is all of the same consciousness. And we are always that, always have been that. We're infinite, we're immortal. Everything in this world and everything in this universe is. And yet our perceptions see it differently. And so what we're looking at with these 10 terrains is the 10 different perceptions of, uh, around that one infinite consciousness. And there are degrees of separation. They're, they're um, literally uh, polarities and separation from that oneness. And so what we're, we're dealing with here is a journey that's, that's allowing us to come back to the remembering of who we already are. And uh, that's the, you know, the, the journey that you read about in all of the mysteries and, and, uh, and certainly at the, the core of the religions, they're all saying the same thing about coming home to yourself. But what we're really looking at is the separation. And what we're looking at is why you separated. What is it that you've taken on in your beliefs and in your field and, and literally down through lifetimes that has you being held apart from that self that you are? And so it's a, a question to really get present to as to where am I? in order to know who am I, and, and where you are is, is really a, a sum total of, of all of these things that you've taken on, and so your healing is really about investigating what beliefs you've taken on, what traumas you're holding on to, what stories you're holding on to, and basically these are all contracts that, that, are, that are taken on because we have free will, and what we're looking to do here is get present to those let those go, and naturally we're a self-healing system. This universe is a self-healing system. It'll bring us back to our wholeness. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll run through the 10 really quickly because that was a really great suggestion, Robert. I'll just I'll start by saying, building on what Alan said, that you know, this is an evolutionary continuum, and it really is humanity's spiritual journey from separation to unity, or another way to say it is from fear to love. So each of these terrains gets progressively a little bit less victim consciousness, a little bit more self-responsible, a little bit less fear-based, a little bit more love-based. But none of these terrains are better or worse than the others. They're just a different perspective, perhaps you could say a more expanded perspective as someone grows and evolves. But it's actually okay to be wherever you're at because there's really important lessons at that terrain. There's really important gifts to contribute to the collective at each terrain. So we need people at each terrain. But some people might actually move from one to the next one or even through two or three of them over the course of their life. So as they run through them, 
Um, I would suggest as I run through them to just jump onto the website and see the symbols that we've given each terrain. So you just go to tenterrains.com, which is T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com. We've actually given each terrain a separate icon, a separate symbol. And as you look, you'll see that they're visually telling the story that I'm going to share with you. They're visually telling our evolutionary journey through symbols. And so I'll say the name of the terrain, but I'll also say the name of the symbol. So the first five of these terrains are very much outer-focused and a little bit more fear-reactive. And the second five of them are more inner-focused and they're more love-responsive. They're more coming from love. The first one and the last one you're not really going to meet people at, so I'll just run through them very quickly. They're just there for completeness, but you know, in our day and age, you're not going to meet people at these terrains. The first one is called the matter-based terrain, and the symbol we've given that is particle. And the best way to think about this is to imagine a caveman who's just living completely in every moment from fear in reaction. Is there a tiger? I better run. And there's not much more storyline behind that than just survival in the moment and gut instinct. The terrain after that, which we call the faith-based terrain, we've given the symbol of the radial. And this is not really about religion or faith in the common sense. What it's about is really a fundamentalist perspective where, you've given, where you do have a story now and, and meaning behind things, but that story is attributed to some massive being outside yourself who has total control over your life. So this is a terrain where we see things like suicide bombers who are so completely given themselves over to some sort of thing beyond themselves, a higher power or a deity or something that they've, they've given over, they've let go of any conscious thought or free will of their own, and they're very much coming from fundamentalist relationship to the universe. The terrain after that, which we call the will-based terrain, and we've given the symbol of the pyramid, now you're starting to see a terrain where there's a lot more people at. The first two I mentioned are pretty rare, um, but there are fair numbers of people at pyramid, and Pyramid is a terrain where people go, okay, well, I'm not going to give my power over to something outside myself. I'm in charge of my destiny. This is a terrain of free will. But at this terrain, there's very much a kind of Wild West mentality of like the world is a dangerous place. Everyone's out to get, to get me. Whoever's got the quickest gun will win. I better amass as much power <laughs> and wealth as I possibly can in order to stay safe. So this is the terrain where we've seen empire and domination, and it's, it's a very self-interested, ego-based terrain. So if you think of the current crisis, these are the people who are looting and rioting in the streets and not really caring about the impact on the collective. I heard you say something, Robert, then did you have a question? No, 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 that's good. No, no, this is, this is really good. Um, and and the, the symbols with, with each type are they're very, very interesting. So anyway, I'm, I'm glad that you suggested that we go through this looking at, at uh, the website as well. So, so um, yeah, yeah, we... I'm sorry, so the next one would then be the order-based? Yeah, the next one, um, so we're given the next one the symbol of the square, and if you're looking at the picture, you'll see that he's got a little dot down the bottom of the pyramid. The dot was at the top of the pyramid because this guy's wanting to control and dominate everyone else. Whereas at the square, the dot is at the bottom because he's looking up to the edifice of the system to keep him safe. Because at the order-based terrain square, this is what we would call the mainstream. And, and it's, it's a sense of I'm no longer just caring about myself and my own wealth and my own power. I'm now giving my power up for the greater good of society. So this is where we see people step up to be an upstanding citizen and contribute to the world and have a, and have a job, maybe a long-term career where they can see that they have a role in the system that is ordered and that they can make their contribution. And they're trusting authority figures and institutions like banking and you know, mainstream institutions. And it's, it's very much um, participating in the consensus reality. And we've been, as a collective, we were at Square as a culture for a long period of time from sort of the Industrial Revolution onwards till about the 1960s. And this, at this point in time, there are still various countries that are at square as a prevailing terrain, and there's still a lot of individuals who are at square, so it's a very common terrain for people that you will meet. And then the terrain after that, the reflection-based terrain, diamond, if you're looking at the symbols, you see this is a symbol with a diamond and the dot is on the right because this guy is like pushing over the square. He's all about innovation <laughs> and change and growth. And... The, the shift that happens from square to diamond is someone now says, well, hang on, I don't need to be part of the system anymore. I'm going to decide who I am. I don't need society to protect me. I'm going to protect myself using my own ingenuity, my own innovation, my own original thinking. And this is the terrain that we're at currently as a culture. It's all about I'll find my own identity and gender fluidity and who am I and what's my career path and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm creating this brand and 
a lot of the things we've seen, like the internet is, is a diamond invention because it's all about decentralizing information so everybody can have a say and there's no longer like a main centralized system like you know, the Encyclopedia Britannica that we get all our information from because at diamond it's very much um, but everybody's on their own path and everybody's finding their own truth and everybody's on their own journey. And this is also a terrain of a lot of expansion and growth, whether that's inventions and in technology or expansions in spiritual awareness or in knowledge or in culture, innovations in culture. A lot of the great things that have been invented over the years have come from people at Diamond. The terrain after Diamond is called the connection-based terrain, and the symbol we've given that is a circle. And you'll see that now there's no more dots because what's shifted from diamond to circle is now there's a really deep connection to the web of life and we're starting to go on an inner journey. So if someone moves from diamond to circle, at diamond people are doing a lot of personal growth and inner work, but it's still coming more from the mind. As it shifts into circle, it starts to come from, the shift goes from the head to the heart and much more from doing to being and from outer to inner and people start to be guided by their deep their deep heart yearning than what their body guidance and their body wisdom is telling them. And this is where we find a lot of indigenous cultures are at circle and it's very much a deep place of connectedness with the earth, with nature, with all the vulnerable members of, society, of the community. It's very much collaborative. There's not really a leader. Everybody's making decisions collectively. And there's a real sense of care and collaboration as a community that starts to emerge at Circle. And you can see that these are kind of going from individual to community to individual to community. And that's one of the things that, that oscillates through these terrains, that the focus shifts a little bit from more individual to community. So now the next one, we're shifting back a little bit to individual again. And this is called the coherence based terrain, spiral. The symbol is the spiral because now the person who shifts from circle to spiral, they're still very much connected to the web of life, but that's expanded now to a kind of connection to their multidimensional self, to the entire cosmos. And it's at this terrain where people start to need to find coherence at all levels of their being. And they're starting really to sense what am I resonating with in every moment. A lot of the Eckhart Tolle kind of thinking of living in, in the now is coming from this mm -hmm. terrain. And it's very much about I'm responsible for creating my own reality from the inside out. So these people are always working on themselves and seeing the outside world as a reflection of their own thinking and their own being and their own vibration that they're putting out and what's coming back to them. And then the terrain after that is, again, a collective terrain, the fractal-based terrain, and we've given that a symbol of a toroid, like a toroidal image of the movement of energy through the collective quantum field. And so someone who's at toroid has really shifted even beyond that multidimensional awareness you saw at spiral. And now they've really got a very embodied sense of the collective field and how everything is playing out in its infinite wisdom. And they're starting to really see the higher good that's playing out in everything happening in their lives and in the world. And they're in much more of a state of trust. And they're very much receiving directly now information. And a lot of the great pioneers like Tesla or Walter Russell, a lot, of, a lot of the great spiritual teachers through history have been at this terrain because they tend to bring through the great truths, the really pure truths, because there's not much ego left and information is coming through in a very pure form. And then the terrain after that, the unity-based terrain, infinity, this is where we see people who you might call quote-unquote enlightened. But there are just ordinary people out there in the world who nobody's heard of who are at this terrain. I've met them. Um, they're just at a place of complete surrender. There's no more ego running the show. You know, the thing driving the bus is not the ego anymore. It's the divine self. And they're just purely in every moment in surrender. They no longer have any agenda to what happens, to what other people do or to what happens in their life. They're very much coming from a place of peace and moment-to-moment -moment devotion and, um, and service, you know, in, in every moment. So it's a very divine state. It's a very humble state. They're not, they don't tend to be the great spiritual teachers because they, they don't really have any need for that. But often people, often people will gather around them because their presence is very inspiring. And then the terrain after that, as, as I said at the beginning, there's these sort of two bookend terrains that you're not going to meet anyone, but they're just there for completion. Um, this is the void-based terrain, which we call no thing, and it's got the symbol of these dashes that are all kind of out in the middle of nowhere. These are people who have shifted even beyond infinity. They now really no longer even have any... They've shifted, they've, they've cleared all their charge force, even around beliefs like needing oxygen or needing to be in a material form, corporeal form. So now they're beings of light. So when people talk about ascended masters and beings like that, they're talking about beings that this terrain have shifted even beyond the physical form. So that's really the 10. And you can see how they, they're all great, none's better or worse. They're just different. 
each one's a sort of more expanded version of the previous one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very distinct. Now, when you know, you you mentioned that you know we could um, conceivably in, in a lifetime switch terrains, um, change terrains, and and I can see where. Um, and I've had many people on the show who um, had have shifted from a um, egocentric or, or me-centered um, perspective, had a really traumatic kind of experience. Then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but I mean, but there's an, an awakening, you know, that shifts to the, the more um, we centered kind of um, perspective. So I, I can see where that would happen. Now, when we're talking about um, one's terrain, is it a um, is it one of these things where that, that's where the majority of the, um, I guess, perspective is? In other words, can we have glimpses or experiences of other types of terrains you know, like, like let's say that I'm, um, you know, in a square. Is it possible for me to have a, a, a spiral experience? Well, um, yes, you, you do have the ability. Uh, think of standing on railroad tracks. You can you can see down the tracks, but just because you can see ahead of you doesn't necessarily mean you're there. Uh, there there's a couple of things to consider here. We we have the understanding that. Uh, usually can't see beyond where you're at because you don't have any facility to perceive it. So someone at the order-based terrain square, mm. they're, they're, they may have, uh, they may read a book about an enlightened being, they may have some, some understanding about energy medicine or working with frequencies, but to viscerally experience that, they're, they're a bit from that at this point to really have that be embodied, but they can have an understanding of it. So what we're really looking okay. at here with terrains is that you're you're being held in one place by the uh, bundle of charge, the bundle of dimensions that you that you carry in your field. And this is kind of in the idea of quantum physics. You're a you're an electrical charge. You're a bundle of energy, and and how you're holding that energy is where you're being held. You can have lagging behaviors that that, that hark back to our past that are from our, our historical past and our collective uh, that you're attached to. And, and on the planet, we have uh, money is, is an example of a pyramid uh, consciousness in, our present, in its present form. And so many of us, even those that are very expanded, are still um, caught up in this, this web of, of beliefs around money. And, and I have a saying that money makes people funny, because even very enlightened people, I find, <laughs> when it comes to money, they act very... Game of Thrones-ish and Pyramid-ish, and it's quite out of character for who they are. Um, uh-huh. So you can see ahead. Uh, someone could see, uh, you know, down the track, so to speak, and have a sense of it. Uh, but as you become more expanded, it becomes easier to 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 look forward uh, when you're in the more contracted terrains, the outer terrains. Uh, it's it's much more difficult because it's almost like you've got cement walls between these parallel universes, whereas as you become more expanded, those walls become more like wisps of air and, and fog, so you can kind of see a little bit ahead of yourself. So it's, uh, it's, it's relative, but yes, um, you, you can uh, have experiences in other places, but you really are only at one place at one time. And often, I'll just add to that, that often if somebody's in the process of shifting from one to the other, let's say you're at circle and you've been there for 10, 20 years and you're in the process of shifting to spiral. And, you know, we'll often have people turn up to our, by the way, we should say we have a quiz on our website at 10terrains.com where you can actually do a little 10 minute self-assessment. It's really fun. And at the end, you'll find out exactly where you're at. And you'll find out if you're sort of in the pocket of that terrain, like you're at circle, or if you're in the process of moving to the next one, in which case you'll be told you're at circle moving to spiral. And then there's a report you can get that's about 40 pages long that talks specifically about that point that you're at right now and what the challenges are that you're likely facing at the moment in your life and also the lessons that you're learning at that point in your journey and also the gifts that you can give because at every terrain there's different kinds of gifts that someone can give the world which are really needed. So often we have people show up to our quiz when they're at that point where they're really starting to move and they're starting to move faster and faster towards that terrain. And often 
when you're starting to move from one to the other, you will start to attract into your life people who are at that next terrain. Like they almost show up in your life as mentors or as teachers. You might discover modalities that you've never heard of that are actually coming from that terrain that you're moving to. You might find yourself picking up a book that's been written by someone or at that terrain or listening to music that's been written. And, and you start to find your taste in things are changing and the things that you're resonating with are changing because your spirit, your infinite self, is actually slowly getting everything around you ready for the moment and preparing your mental understanding for the moment when you actually have the real shift into that terrain. And at that point, you will be there in a fully embodied way. It won't just be ideas and understandings. But you will have been prepared for that. So often people do find that stuff to happen in their lives. We definitely recommend doing that quiz because it will show you exactly where you're at at this point. And if you are someone who's in the middle of a terrain shift, which sometimes can take weeks and sometimes can take decades because everybody's journey is very different, it's really useful to have that information because it will start to explain to you why things are seeming so different, why you don't want to do that job anymore and you're no longer resonating with those people anymore and you've suddenly got a totally different approach to your health than you ever had. Your thinking is changing so much. It's often because you're in the middle of a terrain shift. And I, I should probably just add, uh, just for clarification, that you can't make yourself change or shift through these terrains. Uh, the ego, the will, the, the, the mind can't force this. It's a process that you're, you're held where you're at because of the, the charge that you're holding, the, the, the beliefs you're holding on to, the stories you're holding on to. And many of these and most of these are oftentimes subconscious. Even though you may be quite awake, you may still have a lot of unconscious uh, beliefs that are carrying over from past lives and down your genetic line. And so if you can imagine uh, at, at you know, the Unity, at uh, the Unity-based terrain Infinity, uh, imagine your finger represents that as singularity, as a single point, and you put a rubber band on that finger and you stretch it away. These are representing the degrees of separation, and as, as you can imagine holding a rubber band away from your finger, the further away it is, the more, the more energy there it's going to take to hold it away. And so in order for you to come back to that wholeness, that singularity, it's really about letting go of the charge, letting go of these beliefs that are holding you in such a place of separation. So the entire work really has to do with self-analysis, self-looking at yourself, healing yourself, letting go of beliefs, letting go of stories, forgiveness, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, self-love, all of these things that we hear about and learn about, all of these processes basically chip away at this bundle of charge that's keeping you from yourself. And as you let those things go and heal those places in yourself, the, the law of life, the universe, is a self-healing system, it will bring you back there. There's nothing more you need to do. The only work you need to do is, is healing and clearing yourself. The rest happens automatically. Wow. That, that's really something. We're, we're going to um, take a quick break. Um, and I do want to invite listeners, if you'd like to call in and ask any questions of um, Ellen David or Tani, feel free to call in. The number is 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to pose them there. Um, and then we're going to take just a quick break. And then when we come back, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about how understanding one's terrain, you know, with the benefits for self. Um, I, when we come back, I want to talk about um, how knowing terrains helps with relationships, you know, especially with some from, you know, maybe the, the material to who know, you know, the, the circle or you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, I just want to talk about the dynamics of inter-terrain kind of relationships, okay? Sounds great. Great. Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site, is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, 
Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again. Today, my special guests are Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf. They are the co-creators of the 10 Terrains model and authors of the book, Introducing the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, Understand Yourself, Other People, and Our World. And again, you can find out more by visiting their website, which is 10terrains.com, and that's T-E-N terrains.com. Okay, with that, we're back. Thanks for staying with me. Hey, Robert. Great to be back. Hey. <laughs> Great. Thank you. So, uh, obviously, you know, under you know, getting to know one what one's terrain is would would help you know get a better understanding of their, of themselves. So, um, what, you know, in what ways? Um, uh, how how does that play out in in actual activity? I mean, is it decision making? Um, you know, you know, just basically, um, you know, relationships, personal development. I mean, how, for for the self, understanding one's terrain. Um, what what is the benefit of that? Well, it will help you in every area of your life. Uh, I'll use health as an example. Each of these terrains, they're again, they're their own world, and they have their own set of modalities that are appropriate from a healing perspective. Uh, the the terrain uh, at Square needs to have an authority-based healing because you look to authority for direction, whereas someone at uh, Spiral is going to be more self-responsible and looking within themselves to see what's correct and they will be working with more uh, subtle energy types of modalities so each each terrain has a specific uh, set of, of healing modalities uh, career choices when you understand the terrain you're at you'll understand where you really are to be in the world in terms of your relationship to the to the collective and to how to best be in service and each of these terrains uh, has a different uh, focus, if you will, uh, whether you're playing a role or whether you're you're finding something that's more individuated and, and setting yourself apart or whether you're working more with uh, your uh, connection to nature and bringing things out uh, into the world that's dealing with things like permaculture, for example. So health, career, uh, and, and with relationships, what, what I really want to stress is that each of these terrains, as I started to say in the beginning, are parallel universes that each have their own colored glasses. And what those colored glasses are representing are really a set of mimetics and language. And so if you really are wanting to be in harmony and connection with people that are at other terrains from yourself, it's important to understand the language that they are hearing, the language that they are looking and expecting in order to feel safe, to feel gotten. And so by, for example, if you're a diamond and you're in a relationship with someone at Square, by knowing uh, that person's needs for safety and the words that they will feel safe to hear and the types of things that you can do to reassure them, this is where the relationship aspect comes in. It's understanding what their safety needs are and, and how they're seeing the world. And so you can really kind of put yourself in their shoes rather than projecting from your point of view what you think they need and how you think they need to see the world. That's where the conflict comes in because then that puts the other person in a defense, defended or defensive situation. So really compassion and, and empathy and all of these qualities of connection are about really getting the other person first and then engaging in a relationship. 
And also sometimes just understanding where you're at relative to where other people are at can give you a great peace of mind. So, for example, if everyone in your family is at one terrain or everyone in the community or the town you live in is at one terrain and you're at a different terrain or everyone in your country is at one terrain and you're at a different terrain or let's talk about as a global thing, you know, we're collectively we're at Diamond. If you're not at that terrain, you can often feel a real sense of disconnection, dislocation, isolation. If you're at a different terrain from people in your family, they may not understand you and not support your decisions, and you may not understand them. If you're at a different terrain from your city or your town or your country or the whole world as a whole, you can feel really like you don't fit in. And sometimes just to have that information to explain to yourself oh my God, my family's at Square and I'm at Diamond, or oh my God, the culture's at Diamond and I'm at Spiral, now I understand why I feel so, <laughs> so like I don't begin. It can just be a huge relief. And we have had so many people write to us with just tears, in tears, saying, I finally understand. I need to find some people at my own terrain to resonate with. And then they ask us how they can find those people. We're in the process of building an online community to help people with that. But even before that's built, just by knowing this, you can start to really look for that in your world and start to be drawn more to it because you know what you're looking for. And you can also feel less frustrated with the people in your life. Let's say you're in a square family in a diamond culture and you're at spiral and you feel like no one in your family understands you because you're on this path where you're working on your shadow stuff all the time you're always connecting to energies and they just don't get you they think you're weird and you're wishing that they would grow and evolve and change and once you start to realize where they're at you can actually drop all of that wanting other people to change drop all of that frustration and actually start to really listen to them and support them where they're at and they'll start to feel that you're not trying to change them and then they'll relax and then you can speak to them in language that they will understand better and then you'll start to get along better and a lot of these conflicts can start to relax and soften and then as well you can start to attract people into your life who are at the same terrain as you and we've just found that this kind of knowledge has helped people have lots of aha moments and great peace as well as some actual practical ways in which they can improve their relationships yeah i can see where having you know um a clearer understanding of a person's um, terrain, um, you know, would help in being able to uh, facilitate communication. And, and you know, and I, I understand the um, the idea of you know attracting similar folks with similar terrain in, in a similar terrain. And, and you know, it's, it's, to me though, it's, it's kind of like a delicate balance. It's, you know, it's you know, because see, right now we've got um, uh, like social media platforms, which are the epitome of attracting, you know, people of you know of the same terrain, um, and where there may be you know um, some peace and under you know and and recognizing that you know there are others from the same or the same view um but but it also i think can um be detrimental in a way that uh, you know we uh, we don't recognize the, the value of the other the other terrains you know what i'm saying well one one thing that uh, i should offer is that as you become more expanded you you have the ability to understand the terrains previous to yours because you have a, a broader perspective that, that kind of includes them. You can think of it like uh, Russian dolls, like where one doll's nested inside of another doll. So if you're one of the outer dolls, you've got all these other dolls that you, you understand. So someone that's expanded can uh, uh, have a sense of, of what others are needing and uh, can, can hold space for them, if you will. Uh, that may not necessarily work in the reverse, but it's important to know um, yeah, where you're at in order to be able to, uh, to have uh, the ability to just hold and embrace where someone else is at. The other thing I really want to point out is there's a big difference between points of view and terrains. So, for example, at Diamond, the reflection-based terrain, which is where we're at as a culture and where the, probably the largest group of people on the planet are at, um, you can have millions of different points of view among people at Diamond. In fact, mm -hmm. at that terrain, there can be some clashes because it's a terrain where people, it's a terrain of identity. So people at Diamond are very identified with their ideology. You know, I'm a vegan or I'm a doing keto or I'm a paleo. And it's, it's mm -hmm. very much, this is me. <laughs> I am that. I'm 
this is my identity and I'm going to talk everyone I know into that and then they can all have arguments amongst each other. And when you, when you take that out to political views, it can be much more heated than around food, you know, or health views can become really heated. Um, but actually, those people are still fundamentally, at a deeper level, have more in common with each other than they do with someone at Square. And so when you start to understand this stuff, you can listen underneath the viewpoints and go, well, actually, I've actually got a lot in common with this person at a, at a really deep level. My, and this is where I'm at in my evolutionary journey. And once people start to come together and understand that, they can facilitate a lot of connection, even if they've got different views. But it's going to play out very differently. If, if you've got a group of people at Circle, they're less identified with their viewpoints, so the viewpoints aren't going to become a problem. They're much more in their heart, so they're just feeling each other's body, feeling each other as a being and as a heart. So there's just a lot less conflict generally amongst that group and between that group and other groups. So it, it really does play out very differently at each terrain. Where it gets very juicy is in romantic relationships or marriages or, or within families, like, um, you know, like parents and children or brothers and sisters, things like that, where you really primary relationships. Often a couple will start out at the same terrain, and, but everybody's journey is different. So one person might shift and grow and evolve and have, have some crisis in their life and then they expand to the next terrain and the other person's at the same place. And that's fine. There's no, there's no problem with that. Each person's journey is totally different. But suddenly, even though they're very compatible in their personalities and they're sexually compatible and they're emotionally compatible, they start to find that they're having some differences and they're not getting along like they're used to and they don't understand why. And sometimes it can be the terrain thing that's the problem. And so it's really useful to understand this so we're not just looking at what's happening on a personality type level and a belief level, we're actually looking deeper. Sometimes the problems between people are just personality clashes and nothing to do with their terrain, but sometimes the problems are actually coming from someone's terrain shifting or the two people being at a different terrain. And it's just really handy information to have if you're someone who cares about harmony in your life. And I probably would like to just go back to the point you made about social media. Social media is a diamond uh, sort of phenomena, so everybody at Diamond is really comfortable in that world of social media. Uh, someone that's more expanded, say a spiral, they can uh, step into that world because it's, it's, it's within them, if you will, and so they can actually interact in the diamond world of social media. But someone that's at a more contracted terrain, say the uh, will-based terrain pyramid or the order-based terrain square, for them, it's a bit of a stretch to come into this world because it's 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 kind of a different relationship uh, that they're used than they're used to in the roles and the relationships they're having in their life, and so it's it's actually more uh, uncomfortable in the beginning for them to stretch into the social media platform because it's a terrain beyond where they're presently at. Yeah, I, I know quite a few people who. Um, you know, aren't, aren't comfortable with that. You know, that's just something. And, or or to the point of, you know, that it really holds no interest, you know, that it's um, that they're, they're more focused on, you know, grander things in a way. You know, it, it, it's, you know, kind of living out, living it differently, living their, their, their life differently. Um, now, with you, you, we've talked a couple of times about um, places like, country or community having um, different terrains. Um, so uh, first of all, it seems like this is an evolutionary process that we're, we're looking at here. So is that correct? Would I, would I be correct in saying that? Yes, it is an evolutionary model, and, and we are in, a, what I would say, a fractal universe. So what applies to the individual also applies to the collective in principle. So the individuals on a journey of expansion and a journey of healing, uh, as well as the collective, and the collective is really just the sum total of all of the individuals and all of the individuals' uh, terrains. And so if you were to look at a, a group of people in a neighborhood, if they were predominantly at uh, diamond, for example, then the prevailing terrain in that neighborhood is going to be diamond. If you've got a, a mix of people from all different terrains, then it would sort of be a You'd add them all up and divide them by how many people, and you'd sort of get the averaging of where the weighting is, and you know, it'd be somewhere in the middle of all of that, potentially. So the prevailing terrain is what sets the culture. It's what sets the tone of the time, and it's sort of what holds the energy uh, of the group. And so, yes, there's uh, prevailing terrains for, for families, for neighborhoods, for communities, for associations of people, 
uh, and, and of course for nations and, and the world as a whole. And I would say that you know not everybody in that group does is at that terrain. So let's say you've got 100 people, there'll be, mm-hmm. say, a terrain at square, but there might be some people in that room who are at pyramids and people at diamonds and people at circles and people at radial or whatever. Um, and but the but the the kind of gravity of where the energy is sitting in that group, like the kind of decisions that are going to be made, the kind of culture of that group, that the systems they're going to put in place, the economic systems, the social systems, the way they're going to approach culture and art, you know, everything we see over history has emerged from the prevailing terrain. Even though there were always people who were ahead of the curve and there were always people who were behind the curve. And there always will be, because it's always a bell curve. There's always a place in the middle of that bell curve which has kind of the gravity. And if you look historically, the Western culture started to shift from square to diamond around the 1960s. And so many of the things that have we've seen emerge, the decentralization and the freeing up of power structures and people having access to free information and everybody having the opportunity to choose their own path much more in life and instead of following the same career for 50 years and all the stuff that used to happen, we had the Model T Ford and everyone had the same car and now it's all customized and individualized and unique, expressing our unique identity or the the infinite opinions on the internet in this post-truth era. All of that stuff has emerged as a as a response, and even the popular culture, the music that we've had, the shows that we're seeing on Netflix, the gender identity stuff, that's all emerged out of the shift that we've had to Diamond. So as the culture shifts makes the next shift, which who knows when that will happen, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, when it happens, inevitably it must because we are on a curve, we are on a growth path. The shift from diamond to circle as a culture will be another profound shift and it's a shift back into connectedness and back into connection with nature and back into a more community living. And we are starting to see pockets of people around the world starting to live like that. And in fact, this current coronavirus crisis, which has put the world into such a massive lockdown shut everything down and actually force people to go inwards and be much more in stillness than they usually are, has actually started to facilitate the very beginning of this shift from diamond to circle. And we're not saying the world has shifted to circle, it hasn't, but the little beginning baby steps along that path of that big mountain trek that's going to have to happen up this mountain all the way over the top to the next valley, which is circle, has started. And the people who were already on that journey in their own personal path of moving from diamond to circle, and there's millions and millions of them in the world who are already moving to, from diamond to circle, that has been accelerated for them. So we're hearing from people we know and seeing people we know who, who were already moving from diamond to circle, and that is speeding up because of what the world has put everyone through and, and the infinite intelligence that's orchestrating everything. It's found a really massively powerful but incredibly uncomfortable way to accelerate this process. Because just like in our individual life, it takes something really big often to shift terrain, like any death experience or the loss of a loved one or a big health crisis or a massive, massive problem with your work or you lose all your money. Like it's usually something really big that will cause something like a terrain shift for your whole perspective on life to change in a massive spiritual awakening. It's the same for a collective to shift from one terrain to the next, it can often require something really big to happen, to kickstart that process, to get the evolutionary momentum moving. And then after that, smaller things and smaller things will keep it going. But sometimes you need a big kick. And, and it's, not the, it's not the kick or it's not the crisis that, that really is causing the shift. And this is an important point to get. It's, it's what forces you to finally come out of your comfort zone and look at yourself where you haven't before. If you're just going along in your life and everything seems to be going as it's going, then you don't really have any impetus to change or to look at yourself or to heal yourself or to do any inner work. But if all of a sudden you've got a health crisis, you, you come down with cancer or you've got some you know, major issue in your life and everything collapses, now you're like looking in the mirror like, well, who am I? Why am I here? Why is this happening? And, and that's, it's, it's in those moments that you really get front and center with what you've been holding on to, what beliefs you've got, what stories you're carrying, uh, what decisions you're making. And all of these are what are, because we're creator beings, you're always creating your reality in every moment. So when you have your reality blow up in, in front of you, then you have an opportunity to look at, well, what have I done here? And that's when you start to get present to things you're, you're holding in your field that are keeping you from really the, the harmony and the, 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 per, the, the perfection of who you are. And you start to let those things go. And like I said, but this rubber band idea, it, it just naturally you then are brought closer back home to yourself. 
Yeah, that the what that was the one thing that I just am um I, uh, kind of uh excited about this particular dynamic period is is the fact that it really raised awareness on the you know the connection the interconnectedness of things you know and in particular um you know our the human impact on the planet you know with um, you know china uh smog going down seeing fish in the you know, canals of venice you know just things that you know when we had that abrupt stop um that it uh to me it, it just seems that for the, for those who recognize that connectedness it was an affirmation and then hopefully for those who really weren't as aware that maybe it generated some awareness at least that's my hope um but so do definitely. you feel that yeah. go ahead I was just saying definitely because the shift from diamond to circle is the shift from disconnection to connection. And a lot of what has happened in this crisis for those that have the eyes to see or those who are at the point in their journey where they're ready to see, people are being put, as Alan said, front and center with their issues and that the collective issue is disconnection. So people are being put front and center with the disconnection from the earth. And as you said, people are having the chance to see that play out as, you know, animals are returning to the streets and pollution levels are falling, <laughs> no, yeah. but also the disconnection also the disconnection from our heart, from our purpose, the disconnection between each other. So people in families are finally having to spend time together who maybe haven't for a long time and realizing they don't actually know how to get along because they've been so busy being busy that they haven't been connecting. And just they're having to go on walks. It's the only way they can exercise do anything. So they're having to get connected to their bodies again, a lot of people. So there actually has been a lot of come face-to-face with that disconnection and the opportunity of connection has been presented to people for the first time. And that's a really profound thing. So the people who were already moving from diamond to circle are really having that accelerated. The people who were already at circle are really celebrating this and jumping up and down going, woohoo! And as a whole, it is having an impact on the collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wow, this is this is really very interesting. Now, we're down to the, the last few, few minutes here. Um, so uh, I, I guess... Um, if you have any final words, you know, for the listeners, and, and we'll start with um, Alan David, and then we'll do Tani. Um, you know, what kinds of recognizing that the ten terrain model and, and how everyone's at their own particular terrain. Uh, what what kind of um, words of wisdom or anything you might want to share with people listening who are, are going through this period? Well, certainly this period is bringing forth the ability and, and the requirement to really get to know yourself and to, to come to harmony with who you are and uh, why you're here. And it's really the journey spiritually that we're all on is who am I, why am I here? And the terrains give us a way to understand that by understanding where am I. Uh, I would invite your listeners, again, to go to our website at 10terrains.com, T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com. That's where you can begin this journey of self-discovery and self-analysis. The quiz we have, the report that you'll get from that, will give you a lot of insights on where you're at on this journey. Reading our book, Introducing the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, will give you a sense of the model so you'll be able to understand the other terrains and your relationship to people from your place uh, at, at this moment to these other uh, uh, viewpoints, if you will, or these other perspectives on, on life. And there's uh, links there to um, our YouTube channel and, and all of the other materials we have there. We've got a wealth of videos on the YouTube channel, and we're adding all the time. So we really encourage your listeners to, to come join uh, the website and uh, uh, learn about this model because it will really give you uh, a deep insight. It's, it's really a modern mystery school, and it's, it's one that I've found to be uh, so uh, clean that it just explains everything very, very simply and quickly where uh, you know, there's a lot of confusion in the world right now. So this is, this is a way to kind of cut through that clutter and, and really get clear to why your life is the way it is for you, your relationships that we've been talking about, and our world as a whole and the politics and all that's going on. And all of that is inside of this. And the, and the final message I'd like to leave everyone with is, is really what I'm passionate about, which is a message of compassion, because 
whatever terrain you're at is actually fabulous. Like the world needs people at each terrain. There are systems and changes and things that are provided by people at each terrain that the other terrains can't provide. So if you do our quiz and you get your results, I really want you to be excited about where you're at. And those reports are written in a way that are very affirming. So you'll feel the amazingness and the gift that you can offer the world at that point in your journey, as well as becoming aware of the lessons and challenges. And, and, and my intention is that everybody has a lot of compassion for themselves and self-love and appreciation of where they're at in their own journey. And then as you come to understand and learn about the other nine terrains that other people are at, you can start to have greater compassion for them because you will really start to understand what's running them, what's driving them, why they're doing the things they're doing, what makes them feel safe, how to communicate better with them. And there'll be so much more compassion in the world and so much less conflict and even have more compassion for what is playing out in the world and the things that choices politicians making maybe that were making you angry once you have compassion in your system then you can come from a more empowered place rather than such a fearful angry place and so really our, our real purpose in this work is to spread compassion compassion for yourself compassion for other people and compassion for the things that are playing out so that we can all be much more empowered in our choices and have much more positive lives oh that's that's perfect i mean you know we do need to um you know, have that compassion and, and recognize that each person um, has something to contribute in their perspective. Um, we, we can always learn something from that. So, so, well, I want to thank you both for joining me today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Robert. We've enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, we love chatting with you. you. We'd love to chat again. It's been really beautiful. You've asked great questions. Great, great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, again, everyone, today my very special guests have been Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf. They're the co-creators of the 10 Terrains model and authors of the book, Introducing the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, Understand Yourself, Other People, and Our World. And again, you can find out more by visiting their website, which is www.10terrains.com. And that's T E N. T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S dot com. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, Visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.